Tonight I want to uh, speak on a, a topic. I believe this is real revelation for me. I'm not sharing with somebody. It's not been too long. I guess right after I started uh, ministry, God started opening my eyes to this truth. And it's really about the flesh. The flesh. You, I used to hear the word the flesh, the flesh, and I said, what, what does this really mean? You know what I mean? You hear a lot about the flesh, and Christians talk about the flesh as if I don't need my hand, I need to cut it off, you know, <laughs> because that's a real problem. He's not talking about that. But what this revelation is, is the revelation for real freedom in your heart. I mean, true freedom against the power of sin. Freedom from the power of sin and understanding that you are indeed free and have a relationship with God. You don't even have to think about it. My children don't have to think whether they are my children or not. That's their place. Do you understand? So this is so important. It's a great revelation. You see, you can't do anything without God's Spirit. The Bible tells us that. I think I need to pray. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we just ask that you open our eyes to your word. Help us to truly understand. Your word says, tells us, is the entrance into your word that gives us light. That gives us understanding. So speak to our hearts and help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. But the flesh doesn't want to listen to that. The flesh thinks, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, because I can do some things. But we really need to understand spiritually, we really can do nothing. And whatever happens to you as a Christian, whatever happens to you in your natural life, your natural world, everything as a believer, you have to remember first, you are not just human anymore. You have a part of you that is God now. God is with you right now. Wherever you go, and I know I'm speaking to the right crowd, wherever you go, God is with you. You can't forget in leaving behind. He, or he will never leave you. He is always there. A part of you is God now. You're not God, but a part of you is God now. So you're not just like the rest of them. You are a part of God, a part of God's kingdom. And you cannot be like them because there's a big transformation that's taking place in your life. And is according to the word, my people perish for lack of knowledge. They just don't know. They go into captivity because they don't know. Once you know, like Jesus said, the truth makes you free. The truth is what makes you free. Until you fully understand the truth, you will not be free. You will still be striving. You will be still be trying to make a point. You will still be trying to please God in some form by doing things. And you are focused on that. You are conscious of it. And the more you try, the more you fail. The more you feel condemned. The more difficult Christianity is. You hear people say, you know, oh, the road is a difficult road. You hear, you hear them say that? And then when you line that up with what Jesus said, you begin to wonder, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. 
in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Be happy. Because I've dealt with that. I've overcome the world. So you, that's not your business. So some of these things will confuse me, and I wanted God, how do you put all of these things together? How can a man be truly free and know it? And like Jesus said, to be free and be free indeed. Free and free indeed. So you are not constantly striving. It's a do or die thing. Constantly, in your mind, you're constantly striving to please God. And you're not sure if God is with you because you've done something. You're so sin conscious. So you're striving not to be a, a sinner. But you are not a sinner anymore. You were a sinner. You are, your life has been totally transformed. And I'm not the one saying that. God says it. And the Bible says we should be in agreement with God's word. The word will not work for you until you are in agreement with it. And repent of your old way of thinking. That's repentance. You change your mind. And line up with what God is saying. And then the spirit of God begins to work in your life. You're not going to feel anything electricity going through your body. It's just you listen to the word and the word makes you. You hear the word and your life begins to change. You hear the word and you start having more confidence in God and in your own life. Because he's placing all of that in you. But when, when we're not doing that, then we really can't reach God. And you're always trying to prove something to God and to your fellow man. And what happens is a lot of condemnation. Because you can never really measure up. You are placing confidence in the flesh. And so the title of the message is No Confidence in the Flesh. No confidence. You have to realize that. There's, you can't place any confidence in your own flesh. But you can have a lot of confidence in what God can do. And that's where you stay. I can do all things. God is with me. There is nothing impossible anymore. I can do it. I can do it. If God places me in the situation, I'll stand up to it. Because He's with me. I don't care what it is. I don't care what I'm confronted with. I have that much confidence in Him. My boast is in Him. He can't fail. He will never fail. He's always with me. He'll never leave me. He loves me just like He loved Jesus. No difference. That Jesus said that. So He'll never leave me. He's always with me. I can take anything on. Just like Jesus did. That's what Jesus came to give to us. And He's saying, don't place any confidence in your flesh. And I'm going to go through a few scriptures just to let you know this is the real issue here. The flesh. So you renew your mind and become the spirit person that you are, that God has made you to be. You know, in Philippians 3 verse 3, Paul says, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoicing Christ, Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. We are the circumcision, not like the other circumcision, done with hand. They had confidence in the flesh. That was their righteousness. We're Jews. We are people of God. Paul says we are the, a new type of circumcision. That's the circumcision done without hands. And we don't have any confidence in the flesh. 
We rejoice in God. We worship God. And we rejoice in God. In Christ. And we have decided, we've made up our minds, we have no confidence in the flesh. And you can read further down. He was talking about some of the things. Whereof he can be, can have some confidence in the flesh. But he says, I've put all of those things aside. It doesn't work. In Second Corinthians 5.16, the Bible tells us, Therefore from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. We regard no one according to the flesh. It's not how they look. It's not where they've been. It's not your DNA. It doesn't matter where they came from. We regard no one according to the flesh. We don't. In the kingdom of God, we don't. God is a respecter of no one. He deals with who comes to Him by His Spirit. We regard no one according to the flesh. And then it says, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know Him thus no longer. We don't anymore. That's an amazing statement. Not now. The point is, we have no confidence in the flesh. And you know, I, I really believe that after the, after the resurrection, Jesus was trying to make it very clear. He's not going to be according to what you know in the flesh. You know, I said to the guys, I am not sure if Paul actually saw Jesus in person. He may have. Because he was alive when Jesus was alive. I'm sure possibly he was in Gamaliel's school learning from this great professor when Jesus was teaching in the land. I'm, I'm sure he heard about him, but he, they were not acquaintances. They were, they, they were not together. He didn't, he didn't know Jesus in person. He didn't know who Jesus was. He may have heard him speak, but he was not with him just like Peter and the rest of them. They were not friends. But... If you read the scriptures, this man knows Jesus more than those who were with him in physical life. How? If you don't know Jesus the way Paul knew Jesus, when he appears, you walk right by him without recognizing him. You won't recognize him. You can't recognize him in the flesh anymore. He's different today. If you read in John chapter 21, you remember the story of, uh, well, in Luke, the story after he rose from the dead. Jesus was talking to two of his disciples. You can't even recognize him by his voice. Those guys did not recognize his voice, yet they'd been with him all along. They walked from the, uh, the, from Emmaus, and Jesus was talking to them, pulling scriptures. And they didn't recognize his voice. They didn't recognize him. Were they looking at him while he was speaking? I'm sure they were. But they still couldn't recognize him. The only time they recognized him was when he broke the bread. Remember? I think that reminded them about something. He. That's the way the master does it. And then he disappeared. You remember Mary was speaking to Jesus? 
and Jesus was standing, she turned and was saying, saying to him, he only recognized him when Jesus spoke and called her name. It clicked. She was looking right at him and didn't recognize him. I believe Jesus was making a statement. It's not that way anymore. We have no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. There's another place. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. Another case in hand was in John chapter 21. When Jesus, uh, Peter said, I'm going fishing. And his disciples, the other disciples said, we'll come along with you. And they were fishing. And I have the scriptures, but I don't want to read them. It's long. But uh, afterwards, Jesus was standing at the shore and he said, children. Oh, it was different. Children. Yeah. He was different now. Before... I was 30 years old. I'm sure Peter was probably older than Jesus himself. Possibly. But now he was in his Godhead. The children. Do you have any meat? Or did you catch any fish? He was saying to them, Well, do this. They did it and immediately they caught. And John says, Hmm. This looks familiar. Because he had done it before to Peter. And he said to Peter, that's the master. And Peter went. They saw this uh, coal uh, fire there with fish. And uh, Jesus said, go get me some fish from what you got. They dragged the stuff in. And they they were right there talking to him. And they could see him. It was daytime. Because it was morning. Because they saw him standing. Now they were closer. And he was talking to them. And he said, come and eat. And the scripture tells us this. I'm going to read that one verse. Uh, verse 12. It says, Then Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Why would they want to ask him? They couldn't, they, they couldn't do it. I'm sure they were burning inside to ask, Who are you? But something in them told them, This is the Lord. Yet they were sitting right there with him. They could see his face. We don't know him that way anymore. And in Revelation, John said, I was on the island of Patmos. Then the Lord appeared. He says, One that had the form of the Son of Man. He couldn't tell. He wasn't sure. He just had the form. We don't know him that way anymore. If you would know him, you know him through this. If you recognize him, this is the only way to go. Otherwise, he'll appear to you and you won't even recognize him. We only know him through his word. In the spirit that he is given to us. The words that he speaks. The spirit and the alive. Jesus said this. The flesh profits nothing. Okay. John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. 
So the spirit, the word, the same. The spirit and the word. It is the spirit that gives life. It is the word that I speak as the spirit. And that was give, gives us life. The key word is the flesh profits nothing. I don't think the disciples understood what he was saying. Because Jesus had been saying, unless you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, you have no life in you. And the people were mad. And you think he'll stop. But he kept saying the same thing over and over again. Then they got so mad, some of them said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear this? And they turned around and they left. But Jesus wasn't speaking in the natural level, the fleshly level. He was speaking into the spirit realm. We need His body, the Word of God. We need His blood. We need His flesh. That has to be broken. And so He was explaining, and this is all the explanation He had. The flesh profits nothing. I'm not talking about flesh. You don't get any profit from the flesh, spiritually. The words, what I'm saying, they are spirit and they are life. I'm giving birth through the word right now in the natural. He was emptying himself for us to benefit by the things he was saying. And if you go by the way of the flesh, you won't understand it. You will turn around like those other individuals and walk away and say, this is a hard thing to hear. You won't have life. You won't have the spirit. We have no confidence in the flesh. It's so important. That's where the problem is. And if you stay focused on the flesh, you are completely going to, you will miss God completely. That's just the way it is. You can't strive. You just need to know the word. You can't kill yourself if you're sick. It's the word that heals you. And until you gain understanding from the word, you're going nowhere with God. You can pray, you can fast until you gain understanding in the spirit and not in the flesh. You don't know how God is going to get there and get this stuff out of your body or fix this stuff that is turning your body. Only the spirit can do that. If you try to think about it, it just won't work that way. That's being carnal. The Bible tells us, and we're coming to that, to be carnally minded, death. So for the Christian, that's not the way. The way is the Spirit's way. And the Spirit's way is the Word. You just stay with the Word, regardless of how your flesh feels. That's the way to go. No confidence in the flesh. He frees you, believe me, he does. You got nothing to prove. You're comfortable. In your skin. Before God. And when that happens... The same with before men. Because you got nothing to prove. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Why? Romans 7, 5, verse 5 says, For when we were in the flesh, this is the understanding. I've heard Christians say, well, you know, we really cannot. Uh, we just have to strive. We have to take up our cross daily, by which they mean resisting sin, because it's... Weigh me down. I have to keep dragging. And that's not what he's talking about. 
The cross is what you suffer when you're trying to spread the gospel. It's the spirit that frees us. It's the word that frees us. You can't free yourself. If you free yourself, you boast about it. And you look down on others. But when the Spirit frees you and you know how, then you teach others to be free. And that's the way it is. You can't boast because it wasn't you. He said, let me help you. And let me show you how to get free. And you don't look down on anybody. Because it wasn't your own works. You just gained understanding. That's all. For when we were in the flesh, that says you are not in the flesh. Think about it. That's a good revelation there. A question is the natural man is, I am not in the flesh. Okay. Where am I then? What do you call this? But spiritually, that's what God is saying. When we were in the flesh, that says we are no longer in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. That means that's not taking place anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying now? It's not taking place anymore. That was then. It is now. When we were in the flesh, then we had those sinful passions that were being aroused. If they are being aroused constantly and you're struggling day and night, maybe you're still in the flesh. <laughs> but I don't think so. The problem is we, don't gain, we haven't gained understanding. That's the real problem. We don't ever have the understanding yet. We change from glory to glory. How I should gain understanding? I'm not there yet, but, I, but I'm on my way. I'm gaining understanding. And it changes you. You got nothing to prove. It's the word that is at work. The word that will not return to Jesus' void. This is the word that, cha- that is changing the world. As soon as people get a hold of the word, their lives are transformed. From the first day they understand the word. Even if it's just come to Jesus and you'll be saved. Great transformation. And it continues with the revelation of the word. Because the word is the spirit. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The life, not death. Life, not death. Those sinful passions, they were already in the flesh. But because you were in the flesh, but now the flesh has been put away. That's what the scripture says. God said so. And the Bible says, let God be true, and every man a liar is the truth. God put away the flesh. So you are no longer in the flesh. When you received Christ, you got born again, and God gave you some other kind of flesh, whatever it is. I don't understand that part. But you got a different kind of flesh that you're living in. If anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. God is not lying to us. That's the truth. We just have to believe the truth. If we believe the truth and act in the truth, meditate on the truth and speak the truth, then we'll begin to see these things happen. You lose the fear. You lose the fear of whatever. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work. So they were constantly working. 
those sinful passions were being awakened constantly in us, in our members. And when, when, when it's fulfilled, when it's completed, He brings death. That's what the scripture is saying. But we are not, no longer in that. So we don't have any kind of death coming to us. We have life now. We have the word now. Amen? We have the spirit now. We can't die anymore. Because we don't have that old nature anymore. We have God's nature. He's impacted on us. His whole nature. Amen? And God is spirit. Verse 14 of that same chapter says, For we know that, we, the, that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Now, when you read that, please go back to uh, verse 5, because he's still talking. He's trying to give us revelation of what, what we were like before we met Jesus. We were sold under sin. In other words, we had no choice about the matter. When we were in the flesh, we had no choice. We were sold on that sin, and the law aroused those things in us, in the flesh. But that was then. The flesh profits nothing. That's why Jesus said that. You're not going to get anything from the flesh. And when you combine it with the Lord, boy, you're in real trouble. It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. And this is what Paul says in verse 18. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. Do we see some agreement here? Paul and Jesus, the same. I know that in my flesh... Nothing, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. And then he goes on to thank the Lord for it. And then in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law, so now we're talking about two laws. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The law, there's a law coming from the lawgiver. This gives life. Two, two laws now. One that relates to the flesh and the other that relates to the spirit. For the law... Of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me what? Free from the law of sin and death. So I'm free from that law. There is nothing in the flesh for, sin, for the law to arouse sinful passion. It's not there anymore. But we have been told we are sinners. And people constantly say that we are all sinners. Say we are all sinners. Have you heard that? We were sinners. We're not sinners. We were sinners and we were saved by grace. But if you constantly affirm that you are a sinner, well, a sinner sins. Well, you sin. A thief steals, right? If you call yourself a thief, we know what you're going to do. If you're a sinner, you call yourself a sinner, guess what you do? Sinners sin. 
And if you agree that you're that, you've spoken it with your mouth, guess what she's going to do? You constantly sin. You become sin conscious. And that's the problem. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that. Hebrews chapter 10, I believe. The beginning of Hebrews chapter 10. That's where the, the struggle is. Where we struggle with these things. And you know, we, somebody gave a prophecy about the stumbling block. Huh? Taking the stumbling block. This is a major stumbling block for us. Because you really can't have faith when you're feeling condemned. You really can't. You can't believe that God will be good to you when you're feeling condemned. But the scripture we just read is, There is no, therefore now, this present time, no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Because we are no longer in the flesh. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made, has made us free from the law of sin and death. We don't have death anymore. There's nothing to destroy us. We only go home to be with our Lord when He wants us back home. Amen? There's nothing that should be dying in our lives anymore. That may seem totally strange, but this is, in my mind, that's the revelation I believe God has given me. He's given to me. You know, God gave me a revelation on healing. And I walked with it. And after that, I, I believe that this is the next thing God started dealing with me about. To be free. Because I struggled so many years. I wasn't doing all crazy stuff, but it was a struggle. I don't have to strive. I am me, a child of God. I am a slave of righteousness. Amen. A slave doesn't have a choice. I am a lover because the the lover lives inside of me. I don't have to hit. He's loving through me. Amen. That's that's the truth. He's with us. He's with you. We just need to gain understanding and believe these things. And He's asking us to believe it. If you can only believe, all things are possible. You are not a sinner. You don't sin every day. Charlie will tell you, I've said that to them in Nigeria a lot. We don't sin every day. We were there preaching all through the time. I mean, we had no time to go anywhere to sin. We went in the morning praying for people, got back in the hotel, talked about what we were going to do out to minister to the people, went back. Didn't have time to think about any sin. What kind of sin? I was trying to do what was good. We rejoiced in what God was doing. That's all we talked about. We don't sin every day. We are not sinners. And don't claim that on your own life. The Bible doesn't call us sinners. He calls us saints. We don't have to die for us to be called saints, okay? The scripture calls us saints. Let God be true. <laughs> Never man a liar. This is the truth. This is what transforms you. You can't transform yourself. I don't strive to transform myself. I am me. And if it bothers me, I go to the Lord. And walk with the word for transformation. I don't need any praise from anybody. I just want to please the master. That's the issue. I just want to be pleasing to him. I don't need somebody to say, oh, you're becoming a good boy now. I don't care about what you think. I want to please the master. And I want to do it through the word. Let the word make me. When the word makes me, I am made. And no one cannot make me. 
when the Lord changes you to a new creature, you are a new creature. You cannot, you cannot change yourself. You know. That's why it is called the gospel. It changes us. I really believe the word because this word always stands out in my mind when Jesus said, You are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. That's an amazing statement. That means if I'm, when I'm, if I'm sitting there and Jesus is speaking to me, boy, the dirt is just going off my body. Amen. Just listening to his words. The words are so important. You have to, as I tell people, you need to be in Sunday school, whatever you can. Be around the world. You know, Mary, Mary, you know, and Martha, you remember? Martha was doing all kinds of stuff, and she was doing the good stuff in the natural. We'll praise a person like that. Oh, she's such a good lady. Okay, she's serving everybody. Just being busy doing stuff just to make the master happy. Jesus said, Mary has chosen the best part. The best part of this whole scheme. She's got it. Listening to my words. You're worried about so many things, but she's got the good part. And no one is taking it from her. This is what she should be. The word. She was being transformed. She's listening to the master. She was receiving heaven. And Martha was busy with the earth. This is what transforms us. For I know that in my flesh there is no good thing. There's nothing good about the flesh. That's why I believe Paul says we have no confidence in the flesh. We don't have any confidence. We are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Amen. We worship God in the spirit. The true worshippers that worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Not spirit. <laughs> so the poor is really worshiping God in the spirit, you know? I used to wonder what that meant, you know. If a brother is real quiet and he says, Oh, that brother is really in the spirit. He might be thinking about his supper, you don't know. You don't judge by what you see. It's coming from the heart and from the word. As it comes out of you. As you worship God. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Just let that be. That's your heritage. That's what God has given to you. You don't have to feel condemned. And if for any reason you feel that way. Take care of it immediately with the Master. We do not walk according to the flesh. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do. And why? In that it was weak through the flesh. It was the flesh. In my flesh dwells no good things. We have no confidence in the flesh. The flesh profits nothing. That was the real problem. And Jesus had to put away that flesh. And he did. And he did it well. That's what I tell him when I'm praying to him. You did a great job. You took care of it. You destroyed that flesh. I don't have that anymore. I'm free. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. 
You're so good. You took that problem away. Now he's not existing anymore. I'm free. Thank you, Master. And I feel good about that. Then I pray in tongues a little bit and go back to thanking him again. Amen. I see you feel free and I feel good. Thanking him daily. You've freed me. Sin no longer has dominion over me. The word says that. I am not sin conscious. I am God conscious. The greater one lives in me. You can't destroy me. That's the word. You cannot. I'm not going to fall away from Christ. It's not possible. Because I've made up my mind. I'm staying with Him. I made my choice. The Bible says choose, right? I made my choice. And I like my choice. I'm not going anywhere. He's working for me. He's working for you. I'm going to read this and now quit because so I had a time. For what the law could not do in that he was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. He destroyed it. He is no longer there. There is nothing for sin to arouse in the flesh anymore. Jesus said, the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing in me. There's nothing to be aroused in the master. As he is, so are we in this present world. I know somebody is thinking, are you saying we can never ever sin? I don't know, you go judge that. <laughs> but we're still in the flesh, this one. And there are things around. But the Bible says, if you sin, you can confess your sin. Get right back where you were. But the key is to decide in your heart, that's no longer my life. You know, we're humans. We don't know everything that's going on around us. Sometimes you offend people when you are not wanting to offend them. But they are offended. When you find out about it, you repent. Or try to make, make it right. But the stuff about just going out to sin... I think Jesus took care of that. You don't have to hold me, God. God, please hold me back. I, I'm feeling like sinning. You better hold me now before I go. <laughs> it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. We are past that now because of what our Master has done. That's why you can thank Him because there's not that striving anymore. Amen? Would you stand up with me? I'll continue with this, I hope, next time. I got a lot of French scriptures. The flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that gives life. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And I believe that you're receiving the, the life of the word tonight, the spirit of the word tonight, that will transform your life. God has a destiny for people of the Ark Fellowship. We're going places. We're going to be teaching the world, the gospel, the good news. You know, God said to me, go and teach my people my love. At that time he was speaking to me, I didn't know what he was talking about. Because I didn't understand it. So I said, okay, God, I'm going to go pray for them to be healed. But that's not all to it. It's to be totally free. 
to be free that he loves them he's not angry at them anymore he loves them and he's preparing a great home for them when it's all over here and his will for them here on earth good all the way good that's the gospel Father, I just thank you for your word. Thank you for the great revelation you brought from heaven. The things that were covered, hidden. In Old Testament times, you have revealed to us in the new. So that we can be just like your son. And be able to call you Abba, Father. No longer slaves and servants the sons and daughters of God just like your son thank you because we are just like him in the world we will take his place in the world and by your grace and by your spirit we will do just that and do well because the spirit is with us thank you father in Jesus name Amen God bless you